The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss how cloud computing integrates into your ad tech solutions. Joining us is Paul Ryan, who is the Chief Technology Officer at OpenX, which is the world's largest independent ad exchange. OpenX enables brands and publishers to connect and market on the open web. Yesterday, Paul and I talked about how cloud technology supports the digital advertising industry. And today, we're going to talk about why pre-bid should be top of mind for publishers. Okay. Here's the second part of my conversation with Chief Technology Officer at OpenX, Paul Ryan. Paul, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Good to see you again, Ben. Excited to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked sort of high level about why cloud computing is important for the advertising industry. I want to ask you some questions today specifically about programmatic advertising and some of the ways that marketers can optimize their bids and buys. First off, there's this concept of pre-bid. Talk to me about what that means. Pre-bid is really associated with the whole concept of header bidding. So if you've heard of header bidding kind of in passing, header bidding was an approach that was created six years ago at this point to allow exchanges to all compete. So exchanges like OpenX or Pubmatic or the Rubicon project to all compete for an impression equally on the page when the page view was occurring. So it was an attempt based on the fact that Google with the Google Ad Manager or DoubleClick for Publishers and with AdX, their exchange, basically had wrapped up all of the inventory in the universe and left a little bit amount of inventory for the rest of the world that weren't using Google Ad Manager which is a very small part. I mean, it's a free ad server and it's really great. So why wouldn't you use it? So the first thing that happened was, is like, whoa, Google's like end to end doing all the monetization. So the publishers started getting very nervous about that. I Like all my revenue comes from Google. That doesn't feel right. So header bidding was invented by actually one of the engineers on staff here at OpenX to get around that exclusion or that lock-in. So basically you can put some code on page that calls out to a lot of like Rubicon and us and whatever, get the best bid from all of those folks and then send that to the ad manager. And then the ad manager would try to compete with that via AdX, which is Google's exchange. And if it couldn't, 
then Rubicon would win or OpenX would win. And so in a sense, it opened up all this inventory that was just flowing through Google. So it caused an explosion of activity within programmatic. So give me an example of what pre-bid is. So pre-bid is an open source set of code and it's an organization, prebid.org, that provides a free container, a JavaScript container that you can put on your, a publisher can put on their pages. And then in that container, there's around 150 adapters in there, one to call OpenX, one to call Rubicon, one to call basically everyone in the entire ecosystem. That container will run the auction for you on page. I'm assuming Google's in there too. Well, actually, Google is not in there. So Google pre-bids its own thing because Google is the default monetization path for most publishers. Mm -hmm. So Google, since they have the Google Ad Manager, that talks directly to AdX as a demand source. Right. What's happening is all those pre-bid SSPs like supply-side platforms like OpenX, we all compete. We get the highest bid out of that. We then send it up to the ad manager, which compares it to the highest bid from AdX, and then whoever wins, wins. Let me make sure I understand this, because I think the programmatic advertising landscape in general, and specifically to me, is confusing as F. You have the supply side managers. That is the OpenX of the world, right? You have the relationship with the publishers. You are saying, okay, here is the inventory. Here are all the page views that are available. Maybe six, seven years ago, it was kind of like that. But these days, it's like you have supply-side platforms, which are probably better called exchanges, that integrate with pubs through a variety of mechanisms. OpenX integrates with a given pub either through pre-bid, they include us in the pre-bid container. Google has a product called Open Bidding, which is like a header bidding equivalent that they launched subsequent to header bidding becoming popular. Mm -hmm. So we can get traffic from the same pub through open bidding. And frankly, there's the transparent ad marketplace with Amazon or TAM. And there could be a third way we get the same inventory. So we get the publisher inventory through generally one of these three mechanisms. So I have a website. Mm -hmm. Let's say I want to put my pre-bid container and I'm going to put my Google ad manager. Amazon has an ad manager. I'm putting all of these containers on my website and I say, hey, everyone, I've got a page view. Somebody came to my website. What do we do with this? And then it gets sprayed out through all these containers, through exchanges like us to the demand side platforms like the Trade Desk or DB360, which is actually the largest demand side platform, which is all- Which is Google as well. Google is in every part of the equation. There's no getting rid of Google right. at this point. Unless you're on a social network. I agree with that one as well. But yeah, so it gets sprayed out. And then a given marketer working with a DSP might see the same impression four, five, six, 30 times through different paths through that. And those different paths have all different characteristics. So you're right to be confused. It is overly complex for what it's trying to accomplish. So the trade desk, commonly known demand side platform, says, okay, I am receiving a notice that there is an impression that happened on Ben's website. And it came to me from Google's header container, from the pre-bid header container, from Amazon's header container, from Schmamazon's header container. All these, I'm getting this notification of this impression 10 different ways and 10 different paths. And then I need to go to the marketer and say, okay, we think this is the most efficient path. This is what the bid is, or you've given me your bid. You win. Congratulations. We're going to buy this impression for you. 
they have very sophisticated algorithms, and it's actually worse than that. There's not one request from quote unquote prebid. It's every adapter you put in prebid. So you could get 15 requests from prebid on the same thing. So it's really multiplicative into the DSP side. So there are algorithms in terms of what the goal is for the campaign, whether it be CPA or some ROI metric, some offline conversion metric. They're optimizing their bidding strategy using that data that they have on what they bid, what impressions they get as a result, what the cost is or the cost per conversion. So that's heavily, heavily automated within the demand side platforms. And so you set campaign goals and then the algorithms adjust the bids because they might be getting trillions and trillions of bid requests a day across their platform. So they have to be able to very quickly decide if they want it or not. Do they want to bid on it or not or what have you? Okay. I'm with you. And I understand that the pre-bid container is basically selling your inventory or making your inventory available through a channel that is not Google and also not Amazon in this case. Why does that matter for publishers? It's part of the problem of if there's too much concentration in revenue in one path, what typically happens? The margins on that path kind of start creeping up. I'm not going to use the M word that's in the newspapers these days with respect to Google, but there is always a fear that you didn't actually understand how much of the media spend was actually at work and how much was Google taking and what's actually going on. You have basically no control over your revenue destiny. And most companies, that's a bad thing. Something changes one day in terms of what's going on within the Google ecosystem and your monetization can vary widely. So that reliance on a single channel without any form of alternative channel. And now there are two large alternative channels, one of which was completely open source. No games, no, you get the code, you can see exactly what you want, you can configure it, you can run it yourself, you can work with a partner to run it for you, you know exactly what's going on. And then you have two alternatives, which are like, okay. And you don't really know what's going on. That's the Google and the Amazon. Yeah, they're kind of opaque. They give you metrics and what have you. But you know in pre-bid, for example, that OpenX bid $1.50 on this and Rubicon bid $1.52, right? You know everything on who's bidding and where it's coming from. And the analytics provided are very, very transparent within pre-bid. So it's an alternative channel. And it's also mobile as well. So I'm not just talking about websites. We're talking about mobile and what have you. And so it's incredibly important to use some fraction of the time as a foil to things that you don't understand. So I understand that using the pre-bid container and open source container allows you to separate out your revenue streams from not being totally dependent on Google. You can use Amazon as well as another way. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. 
No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. But essentially, you're saying, hey, you just don't want all of your money coming from one vendor because they can change their plans at any point. And I understand that. But isn't there a question of what platform is going to drive the most revenue? Yes, the transparency is important. But if Google's network is paying out more than the open source network, than pre-bid, then damn it, you should use Google. I'm glad you brought that up. So before header bidding, people suspected that they could make more money if it were a little bit more open and they could see what was transpiring in this closed ecosystem. And so what happened after header bidding was launched? Pubs made more money. So we have an economic incident that occurred that kind of proves the point. You need alternative channels. So in any form of negotiation, if you have two potential parties, that's better than just having one source for whatever you want to do. It's to keep the channels honest, to be quite candid. Now, the fact that pre-bid exists and Google has competition for publishers' attention means that Google has to be winning in terms of what their bids are or taking lower share than pre-bid to continue to win business. It still gets to the question of who's more likely to pay you more? Does pre-bid actually pay you more as a publisher or does Google? Just because there is competition and Google's paying more doesn't mean that they're not the best. It's not an either or distinction here. A given publisher could have all three basic solutions running on TAM, FreeBid, and Google's monetization through OB. And they all compete in the ad server, the Google Ad Manager, and whoever has the highest CPMs wins. So what most pubs have devolved to is having at least two implementations to ensure that we don't get some kind of discontinuity on specific types of traffic. Now, Google is obviously very, very large, and DV360 is the largest demand-side platform, but brands are working with lots of other demand-side platforms, depending on their capabilities. We work with different brands and DSPs based on identities of people that they'd be interested in. We're partnered with LiveRank to make that an easy kind of buy for marketers, and that's all part of our open audience product. So the alternative mechanisms, just don't assume Google's going to monetize better than everyone else. I mean, they compete, which is the great thing about this. It's an open competition now, as opposed to kind of a closed ecosystem. But if you just want to make sure it's happening, like if you're running pre-bid with a bunch of things in it and it's competing against Google, you know, it's, it's always about keeping people honest, right? On a page view basis. Yeah. You mentioned you know the demand side platform. Were there any impacts to the launch and sort of growth of pre-bid on you know the marketer side, on the, the bidding side, the demand side? I think the major impact as pre-bid started rolling out was you had access to inventory that you never saw before as an independent DSP and as a marketer using an independent DSP. You typically only had to go to Google for that. 
So all of a sudden you saw different looks at the same inventory through different channels. And then understanding which is more effective for your goals. Is it viewability? Is it bot detection? There are all these different characteristics of these channels. And so you could actually choose, if you tracked it, you could choose which one was more effective. And that's actually matured into a whole program now, which people are calling supply path optimization, where the demand side, and then hence the marketers funding the demand side, are choosing specific paths with publishers. The Trade Desk launched a program around a month ago where they said, for every publisher, let's just choose one path. And you can look at the paths and they have different monetizations, different fill rates, different average CPMs, and you choose the one that works best and use that. I'm not a fan of the static approach, to be honest, because that could switch next week. And the only thing I've learned about programmatic is it will switch next week. So the fallacy everyone has is they think everything's a normal distribution. It's like reality is a normal distribution. It's highly, let's just say abnormal in programmatic. There's things that occur that don't make any sense and you have no idea why. So you have to be able to adjust those things quickly and automatically. That's why I'm not particularly a fan of static pathing. But it's an attempt to choose the best path for a given marketer or marketers in general to actually get to the user. If there's anything I've learned about the programmatic advertising industry is that every time I think I understand the ecosystem, I learn about something new like pre-bid. It's constantly evolving, constantly changing, and it is constantly getting more confusing. Yeah. The real takeaway is that pre-bid, it's letting you do header bidding in an open source environment where you can control everything, see all the metrics, and just own it yourself. So no single entity actually controls your monetization. You're in charge of your own destiny. Now, of course, there's a problem with that, which is it takes some work to implement it. So that's kind of the penalty you have to pay. The beauty is this is a marketing show. So my advice to the marketers listening, if you're implementing pre-bid, just ask your engineer to figure it out. Actually, yeah, it's definitely to get it on page. I mean, it's all JavaScript. There's actually a server-side version of it, which is more efficient, but I don't want to, let's stop complexifying things. (laughs) To implement it, definitely you need somebody to do that. But then probably it's the analytics to optimize it, right? Because why are you calling OpenX all the time? Maybe you should be calling PubMatic. So it gives you a lot of little knobs to turn and kind of optimization techniques to apply. Well, for the sake of this conversation, let's just go ahead and say you should be bidding on OpenX all of the time. Well, I was thinking that. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, let me land the plan by saying I appreciate you coming on the show, telling us about pre-bidding, about why it matters to publishers and about how it affects marketers. Thanks for being our guest. Thanks a lot, Ben. Okay. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Paul Ryan, Chief Technology Officer at OpenX, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Paul, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His company's handle is OpenX, O-P-E-N, the letter X. Or you can visit his company's website, which is OpenX.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, Head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. 
And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.